If you don't have an email list, then you don't have a direct line to your customers. Reaching your clients, audience, supporters, and fans with the right message at the right time in the right place becomes easy when you've got a strategic email list in place. My email list is the number one way I drive profits in my business. And major bonus here, it's a lot easier and way more fun than you might think. That's why I'm teaching a free live workshop all about growing your email list called From Zero Subscribers or Zero Strategy to an Engaged Email List That Lasts. I'll show you how to kick off your email list building strategy with no fear because I know it can be scary to start something new in your business. Save your virtual seat at growanemaillist.com. Inside of my free live workshop, you'll learn why email marketing is 10 times more effective than posting on social media, my secret to sending out weekly emails without adding a ton of work to my plate, my best tips for getting people to hit subscribe, and what to actually say to them to convert them from subscribers to paying clients and customers. Save your seat now at growanemaillist.com. That's growanemaillist.com to get started with an email list strategy that drives real results. I'll see you at the masterclass. I think talent is something that we can teach. And I think we hire teachable people who are willing to learn and evolve and try new things and experiment. But I want the right people on my team, not the right talent roster. Hey, my name is Jenna Kutcher, and I am obsessed with all things business, marketing, numbers, and helping you to navigate both the messy and the magical seasons of this thing called life. I'm a small town mama who took a $300 camera, grew a successful photo biz, and now I work from home and run a seven-figure online business. I teach you the tried and true secrets to building a career you adore. Shy away from the real talk? (laughs) No way. Money, hardship, growth, loss, and marketing are all topics we discuss here. Think of this as your one-stop shop for happy hour with a gal pal mixed with business school. Pull up a seat, make sure you're cozy, and get ready to be challenged and encouraged while you learn. This is the Gold Digger Podcast. Do you need a new show to add to your rotation? Please do not miss No Straight Path, hosted by Ashley Menzies Babatunde, brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network. Ashley is shedding light on the stories behind the shiny resumes, social media highlights, and job titles, humanizing success from the millennial perspective. Featuring guests from all walks of life, No Straight Path aims to inspire conversations around the nuanced perspective of success. Ashley recently dug into the topic of fulfillment with Sabrina Merchant. If you've ever wanted to make a hard pivot and pursue something completely new and different in your life and career, you need to listen to that conversation. Listen to No Straight Path wherever you get your podcasts. All right, we are diving into another Kylie and Jenna episode. If you are new here, Kylie is my incredible producer behind the Gold Digger podcast. And we love having conversations based on the conversations that all of you are having inside of our Gold Digger podcast, Facebook Insiders Group, which is hopping. And so we love looking for trends to figure out what is it that you're wondering or questioning or working on. And so today's conversation is all about hiring. Are you ready to dive on in, Kylie? 
I am. You know, when we do these Kylie and Jenna episodes, we spend almost as much time recording as we do just like catching up between <laughs> sessions. <laughs> and I think that's, you know, an example of how your team dynamic, the employee boss relationship is a little bit different than standard. And I'm excited to talk about hiring because you have hired a team and built this team culture in such a unique way that has really allowed me to thrive as your, as you say it, incredible podcast producer. (laughs) Well, I am excited to walk through this. And also, Kylie, I want to point some questions back at you as an employee, because I think it's really a conversation that needs to be had. And I think there are a lot of shifts happening in the workplace and how people are doing their work and what that work looks like, and even like life and scheduling. And a lot of companies have had to pivot in recent years. But I think a lot of companies are recognizing that we are not going back to what we left off two years ago. We do need to figure out what company culture and what we are encouraging our employees to do from a work standpoint looks like. And so whether you are an employee of a company or a side hustler, or whether you are building your own team, I think this is going to be a really rich conversation. And I'm so excited to dive in. Yeah. So let's dive in with your day one. I think I remember this story correctly, but is it true that the very first hire you made actually came to you and was like, no, Jenna, trust me, you need my help. Will you just hire me? And you were like, no, 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 I'm not going to do that. And she finally worked her way in to help you start your team. Yes. Oh my gosh. When I think about this story, I one want to slap myself in the face for my ignorance. But two, I want to thank Caitlin's persistence. I was so resistant in hiring help. And there are a few reasons around that that I think a lot of newer entrepreneurs or solopreneurs can relate to. I had built this baby from the ground up. And at the time, I was a very established wedding photographer. And Caitlin, who became my first virtual assistant or VA, had literally reached out three different times over the span of a few different months saying, Hey, I live 20 minutes from you. I love your work. I love seeing what you do. I actually support people just like you. And I think you could use support. And every single time she reached out, one, my response was probably very delayed because I was the queen of reading and marking emails as unread as my own assistant. (laughs) And two, I was just very keen on white knuckling my business and not believing that anyone could do anything as good as I could. And that's a huge like ego thing when you really think about it is that A lot of times as we're growing and as we're doing and wearing all of the hats, we start to believe this lie that only I can do these things and only I can create in this way and only I can serve at this capacity. And at some point, there will be a breaking point or a tipping point where you recognize, no, 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 even someone that can't do it as well as I can is going to do it better than I can right now. And for me, that tipping point was unfortunately when we had our second loss. And I was just really in a state of grief and sadness and I couldn't function. And the thought of checking my email felt like the most trivial thing on planet Earth. And I recognized that I had built a business that was only functioning when I was functioning. And at that point in my life, I was not able to be a functioning human being. And yet our income was reliant on me showing up. And so 
The third time Caitlin had reached out after I declined her politely twice was a day that I found myself in bed in the fetal position. And I realized, dude, I really do need help. And so that was a massive catalyst for me. And one, I'm just so grateful that Caitlin continued to reach out even when I said no. But two, now with perspective and with life experience, I can look back and realize that that season of my life was a catalyst for me recognizing that I can't do this alone and that my ego needs to take a back seat and that I do need help and I need to let go of control. And that was what that was for me. You know, even if you listener uh, don't have a Caitlin coming and pestering you offering (laughs) their services, and I say pester in the most loving way, because I don't think Caitlin actually knowing her soul could be a pest. No. But even if you don't have someone who is showing up and offering their services, there were actually earlier clues for you, Jenna, that I think you needed help. And that was when you couldn't respond to Caitlin's emails on time. (laughs) Dude, like she is literally telling me she can do these things. And I'm sitting here looking at an inbox with a hundred emails and wondering how in God's name am I going to sit down and respond to these? Like, duh. I mean, (laughs) if there couldn't have been a greater sign than that, I don't know. I don't know what I was thinking. It's so funny. So maybe you're maybe you have clues in your business right now that indicate it's time to maybe hire. But when you started with Caitlin, it wasn't like you hired her full time was paying her salary. You started with like a contractor relationship, right? Can you kind of talk about the difference between contractors and employees and the differences, the benefits, the disadvantages, all of that? Absolutely. So I love contractors. And I think it is probably the best route to start with for many people for a lot of reasons. And so I remember initially, Caitlin was like, I can work X amount of hours and this is how much it's going to cost. And I remember at the time that that expense was almost equivalent to our mortgage. And I, I really was clinging tight to money and not recognizing the value of my time. And I think that that happens a lot when you're starting a business because one, you need cash flow to be an actual business. But two, there are seasons in your life where you value money more than time. And then there are going to be seasons in your life where you value time more than money and you're willing to exchange money to buy back your time. So when I hit that tipping point, And I saw that, you know, I'm going to need to invest. I had to do some math in my head and say, okay, if she's going to spend X amount of hours, I believe it was like maybe five to 10 hours a week. So it wasn't a ton to begin with, but that is going to save me or free me up. Could I do one more shoot each week in that five to 10 hours and earn back the amount of money that it was going to cost me to hire her? The answer was yes. And I recognized that I could use my time to earn back what I needed to invest in getting that help. And in earning it back, I was doing the thing that I was passionate about. Like I went into photography to shoot photos. And yet I didn't recognize that running a photography business was 95% business, 5% actually shooting photos. And so she came on as a contractor and almost everyone on our team with the exception of you and our integrator, who is 
our most recent hire a couple of years ago, every single person has started on our team as a contractor, meaning they're likely doing their skill set or using their skill set for multiple clients. And maybe they have a retainer or a certain amount of hours that they're giving us each week. And then they have evolved into an employee, someone that is on payroll, that is working solely in and for our business. And so contractors are amazing because you can hire them for a needs basis. Maybe you have a launch coming up or you just have a certain amount of time frame that you need this help. That's why contractors are great. Or you can hire them for an ongoing retainer, but you're not necessarily ready to support them full time or to have an actual employee. So I love contractors and we still work with a ton of contractors in my business today. We have a contractor for copywriting, a contractor for graphic design. We have a contractor for Facebook ads. But then we've built our employees around the people where we're like, we consistently need this level of work and this amount of time and attention and talent year round. So when we talk about contractors versus employees, this is something I was sort of navigating with my own podcast uh, at the end of last year when I realized my husband and I were renovating a house and it was the holidays and I just needed a break from like the week to week churning out content. I was like, I need to hire a writer to help me get these pieces out into the world. And so I went to my attorney and I was like, can you help me draft like an employee agreement or a contractor agreement so I can hire a writer and like protect myself with IP and all of that. And I told him, I was like, I want to hire a contractor, but I want them to be on a non-compete. I don't want them to be able to write for any other podcast like mine. And he goes, you actually can't do that. Yeah. That's illegal. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the point of having a contractor is so that contractor can have other clients and can fill their schedule and earn more income, not just working for you. So that was one consideration for the contractor versus employee that I did not know until yes. out here trying to hire some help. Yes. And I think it's that's a really great point, Kylie, is like, Technically speaking, contractors have to have multiple clients. It's based off of the tax system. So when a contractor starts solely working for you, let's say they're a great fit, you've got more work, you're giving them more autonomy to do that work, and they're kind of transitioning to just being almost a team member of your team, that is when then you need to really look at like, okay, they can't file taxes with only one person paying them without being an employee. It protects you, it protects them. But I think too, it is really smart to start as a contractor to make sure it's the right fit. Because when you start getting employees, there's a lot of paperwork and a lot of legalities that come into play. And there are some expenses. And so when you start with a contractor, it's this mutually beneficial relationship that allows for the level of freedom and maybe not the level of commitment that an employee requires. And so I think it's a really great transition to make sure it's the right fit before you go through all the steps to make someone an employee. And, you know, sometimes you might think that having a contractor versus employee would change someone's level of commitment to the brand or change the workplace environment, maybe the camaraderie between team members. But it's so interesting. And I I think this is something you do really well is that I wouldn't know the difference on our team, Mm -hmm. who's a contractor, who's on payroll, who's full time, who has multiple clients, because when they're working on the Jenna Kutcher brand, 
they are all in and we are a huge team and we support each other and we're all working on this thing together. There's really no difference from an employee perspective, me being on payroll. I see Audrey, she's a contractor, but she's our teammate. There's really no difference on this side. Absolutely. And I think it's really cool. I think that's a really great point is like even with a few of our contractors just this week, I was giving their names to other people who needed that help. And I was like, I have somebody. And it's cool because I don't necessarily have the hours or the payroll dollars to have every single person full time all in. And I don't really have the need for that. And so it is like this beautiful way of like sharing the really gifted people that you trust with other people who have those needs and helping our contractors establish great businesses that they love too. It's it's a really cool dichotomy and a really cool relationship as somebody is growing their business. And when you support them and not have it be like from a place of competition, but really collaborate with them, it helps them grow a business that they love too. And I think that that love comes through in the work and the way that they work on your brand or your needs. So maybe you can relate to this. You'll have to tell me. But one of the things that really made me hesitate about hiring or bringing someone on, even though I needed the help to get some time back, it also put this pressure on me where Mm -hmm. I now have to answer to somebody else. And that if there's a deadline that I've set or I need to hand over something to my contractor by a certain date, like that date is now more hard and fast than it was when it was just me. You know, if I said Tuesday, I'm going to get this done, but I didn't get it done till Thursday. There's no one else around here who's giving me a hard time. Yeah. I actually thought that paying an employee was the easy part or paying a contractor was the easy part, but actually having to respond to somebody else and be accountable to somebody else was the tricky part. It is super fascinating. And I think it kind of goes back to that tipping point of like where you're at with things and what is the value. And it is weird too when you start hiring because a lot of times we started doing the things that we've built because we were just fiercely passionate about them. We never imagined being a boss or a leader or someone responsible for setting team culture or expectations. And it can almost feel trapping. Is that what you're kind of alluding to? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was like, you know, I told them I'd get them some information by Wednesday. And then Wednesday came and I was like, dang it, I haven't done it. But I have someone who needs me now. It was tricky to adapt to that. Yeah, it is. And it's a different phase of business building. It's a totally different stage. I didn't necessarily feel that fully until after I came back from maternity leave with Coco. And I realized that like I was the point person for every single person on the team. And that like if people were waiting for something from me, I was spending payroll dollars while they were sitting there waiting and I was wasting my payroll or mm-hmm. or what I was investing in. And then I was feeling guilty. I was like, this is not how this was supposed to be. And so it is really interesting. One thing that I think it does allow for and invite you into as an entrepreneur is that a lot of times we are so creative and there are studies that show that a lot of us maybe have brains that function with considerations like ADHD. I'm speaking from my own behalf. And so it can help keep you 
in alignment with what you're saying you're going to do and provide accountability in a way that mm-hmm. allows you to create structure and systems. And that can actually be helpful for people that are really all over the place or have this creative process that isn't necessarily steps A to Z of getting something actually completed. But it is absolutely 100% an adjustment. And I think that it can bring about a level of self-awareness that you didn't have as an invitation as an entrepreneur (laughs) previously. So definitely a learning thing. And I think when it comes to something like that, remaining super transparent with your team member as you are learning and growing and not looking at it as like a fault or a place where you should feel guilt or shame, but like saying, I'm learning this, like I am not used to being a boss or I'm not used to, you know, having someone in this process with me. So while we sort this out, I just really ask for grace and just to keep our communication open can be helpful, but it is, it's different, isn't it? It's so different. It's, it's really different. And then at the end of the day, I'm always grateful to have them helping, you know, so it's been a a worthwhile adjustment to make. Jenna, you get a lot of things right about hiring, but what do you, this feels like a therapist question. What do you think you get right (laughs) about hiring? I feel like you're going to judge my answer and be like, you are absolutely (laughs) off base on this, but Uh, here we go. Um, I think that I hire people with just incredible hearts. And I know that sounds so wooey. I feel like I was just my three-year-old trying to describe like love. But I hire people who genuinely care. And they don't just care about their work or the brand or anything. They care about one, the people we serve, but two, even more so the people that we're serving with. And I would way rather have the right humans in positions than to hire for talent. I think talent is something that we can teach. And I think we hire teachable people who are willing to learn and evolve and try new things and experiment. But I want the right people on my team, not the right talent roster. And our team calls, we literally like end with that awkward Zoom wave, but we're all yelling like, I love you at the screen. And we genuinely mean that. And I think it's so important that we are going through life and massive life transitions and transformations. And we're doing it together. And we're allowing that space to learn and grow together. So I think I get that right, because I genuinely love my team. And I want to talk to them outside of work. And I care about their lives outside of work. And I think that's just something that's maybe different. With customer expectations at an all-time high, showing customer appreciation is more important than ever. From special discounts to customer gifts, there are a million ways to show customer love. But the one way you will always win is showing them you value their time. From the moment they engage, make things easy, like food delivered to your door without leaving the couch easy. HubSpot's intuitive payment tools are just one of the ways that you can help your customers have a painless purchase experience. With full access to payment data, your team gets the full customer story, meaning they can provide the best possible service. And with directly embedded payment links, your customers can seamlessly purchase and pay from emails, live chats, and more. Learn more about how HubSpot can help your business grow better at HubSpot.com. 
Hey, Gold Diggers. Lately, I've been getting excited to finish furnishing our new home, which is why I want to tell you about a brand that we absolutely love, which is Article. I have been a fan and a customer of Article for years. I'm always blown away by the curated assortment of furniture styles they offer. They have mid-century modern, coastal, industrial, Scandinavian, and even boho designs. There is something for everyone, no matter your taste. In our last house, we had their sofa and leather chairs. At our lake house, we have their dining table and chairs. We also just ordered some of their outdoor furniture for our new patio. Like, if you can't tell, we are obsessed with Article. The quality and style are top-notch. Article's online-only model means that they can offer some great prices with fast and hassle-free delivery. Pick the delivery time that works for you, and they keep you updated every step of the way. Article's customer is also amazing. They're knowledgeable, friendly, and I was there when you need them. If you're like me and you're itching to give your home a makeover, I highly recommend checking out Article. They believe in delightful design for every home. And thanks to their commitment to style, quality, and affordability, it's never been easier to transform your space. Article is offering our listeners $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. To claim, visit article.com slash gold digger and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com slash gold digger for $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. I would say that that is an accurate answer because when I applied for the podcast position, you know, typically, and I've seen other podcasts, hiring for producers, for managers, content creators. And usually the first line of requirements for that role is, you know, two to five years experience (laughs) managing a podcast, or, you know, it's very, very role specific needs that they're hiring for. You know, if that had been the case for this position on the Gold Digger podcast, I wouldn't have been in the running. I wouldn't have even applied because I didn't have that back experience, but I did have a mix of skills that would eventually apply. Yeah. And, you know, now that I'm on the team, I've not only built my skills in that area, but I've crafted this role to fit what I'm good at. And I yes. think we can agree that I've done an okay job. Like You've done an incredible <laughs> job, an incredible job. And you know, what's so funny, Kylie, is I can literally remember the conversation I had with Drew when I was hiring you because I actually ended up hiring for a role that didn't even exist at the same time that I hired you because you and Brooklyn were people that just stood out to me as like human beings that I want to do life with and and not the fluffy life with, but like, I want to build this thing with these people. And I didn't even have a role for Brooklyn, but I had interviewed you both. And I was like, gosh, I like them both. But like, Brooklyn's applying for this podcast job, but like, I think she would make an exceptional writer. And like, she literally didn't even have copywriting as a skill or (laughs) something on her resume. And she has been a writer with us for three and a half years now and is incredibly gifted at it. But that wasn't even a position I was hiring for, nor was it the position she was applying for. And yet we have grown and evolved and done massive things together because it was the right fit and the right person. And so I remember Drew and I were talking, I was like, I think I want to hire them both. And he was like, I don't know if you think you can do it, do it. And it was just like crazy to look at how those roles have changed, but also like we've got the right people in the right places. Gosh, I don't know what our team would feel like without Brooklyn at this point. (laughs) Truly. She 
just when I see her face pop up on our oh, team man. Zoom calls, I just feel happy and good. And it's so funny too when we talk about the fact that we were both up for the same role at the same time. Oh my and, gosh, you can be more said, different. Yeah, no, I'm glad I didn't get that job. Yes. <laughs> you yes. know, because she identifies too that she has landed in a position that's way better for her skill set as well. Yeah, it's so cool. I it's love crazy. it. So speaking of the hiring process, then you. Can we even call it a process? Let's be no, honest. I mean, you just like you feel it. It's <laughs> oh, your intuition. And you are really heavily rooted in your intuition, especially when it comes to hiring. But I think some people might be reluctant to rely on or trust their intuition when yeah. thinking about handing over pieces of their business to someone else. So do you have any more, I don't know, let's say grounded... <laughs> Not that intuition is not grounded, but do you have any more, you know, logical or maybe step-by-step things that you can offer for someone who's looking to hire that right person with the right heart for their right position? Yeah. So the number one thing that I look at these days, and I recently had somebody that like kept pulling a Caitlin and like kept showing up and being like, hire me, I'm available, choose me, choose me. But then I looked at like her cover letter and her resume and it was a very like generic one. And I was like, I want to see what value you could bring specifically to my business. And like, I want to know that you're aware enough to see those gaps. And so when you're looking at hiring, you don't just want like a butt in a seat. I don't know any other better way to say that. You don't just want anybody. You want one that somebody that understands the vision, but that wants to protect and carry that vision forward, but also is ready for whatever evolution comes next. And so you want to look at past skill sets. So like Kylie, for example, for you, like you had a background in radio. So you understood like audio engineering, you understood audio editing. You also had a background in like video editing, which necessarily isn't being utilized in your role, but it has been throughout your your time with me in different circumstances. You had just the thing that I remember literally, and I remember sitting on my bed doing this phone call with you, but you were like, I love to work on my own. I'm very driven. I love to get stuff done on my own time. Like, and I remember too, in that first call, you were like, you know, I have some side passions and hustles. Like, am I going to be able to do that? And I love working with ambitious people and almost every single member of our team has a side hustle or serves other clients or has other passions that they're pursuing while they're pursuing what I want to do. And I love that because I think that when you're passionate about your life, you're passionate about your work. And so looking at, you know, do you want people that are just all in and only for you? Or are you creating a space that people are welcome to pursue things outside of that work? Uh, How can you draw the lines from what their gifts are and connect them to what your needs are? And if there isn't a linear path, but you're really passionate about that person, how can you get them the tips or the tools or the strategies or the resources that they might need to make it a great fit? Over the time of having employees, like I've encouraged our employees to invest in digital courses. Like my business will pay for you to take a digital course if you can tell me how this is going to tie for you doing a better job or learning something new. And so again, it's not necessarily hiring for the perfect skill set, but do you jive with this person? Could you call them if something was happening in your life and know that they've got your back and that they understand And are they willing to grow and evolve as you grow and evolve? And I think those are all really big things that aren't necessarily things you see on paper, but things that you can ask about and inquire about and really feel out if it really makes sense. 
I asked you that question during our first interview. Yeah. Can I pursue other, other projects on the outside? Because I had just come out of an interview for a very corporate job of content creation where they told me, you create for us and only us. You'd have yeah. to shut down your blog, your YouTube channel. Forget any chance of starting your own podcast. They wanted all of me. Mm -hmm. And that was so scary for me yeah. as a creator. How could you how could you ask me to do that and reserve all of my best energy for this corporate position? So that was like the one big question I remember telling Chris before I got on the phone with you. I was like, if she's not going to let me do my own thing, I am out. And to know you were so into that was it was really cool. And you've you've stood by that and you've not only let me do it, but encouraged me, helped me, coached me, mentored me through it as yeah. well. So I think it's cool. And I think too, it's like you want people that are passionate about life. And I found myself in a situation in corporate America climbing a ladder that I like didn't even like what was at the top of it. So why was I climbing it? And it's like I don't want to create opportunities that make people feel that way. Like that would be so counterintuitive to the entire mission of what I'm teaching. So I love that. Well, that transitions beautifully into this next topic of workplace culture and environment. Yeah. You actually said on a team call yesterday, I don't care when or how the work gets done, just as long as it gets done and done well. And yep. we all had, you know, we were all joking. If you see me on Slack at midnight, no, you <laughs> didn't. Yes. Yes. <laughs> So what do you have to say to employers who really do feel the need to be more strict with the workday, workplace format, and the environment that they've built? I want to say one word to them. Why? Mm. Why? Because here's the thing. And I think that these last few years have really shifted a lot and it should have shifted your team culture or the way that you look at work. I laughed this morning when I signed on to Slack because Brooklyn had slacked me at 6.24 a.m., which would have been 4.24 a.m. her time oh, and just sent me an update of what she got done whenever she was working. And she said, I'm off to sleep now. I said, I hope you're sleeping for like eight hours. I'm going to time you. But we all have really creative brains and we're all navigating life outside of work. And for me, I'm experiencing this in real time where I used to have very black and white boundaries. And I've shared about those boundaries a lot on this podcast. But at my goal this year is to invite in areas of gray because it's honestly necessary in the season of life I find myself in as a mom of two and trying to figure out, you know, when is the work going to get done and where is my time best spent? You know, literally making that decision hour by hour each day. And so... I think that when we look at the way that the world has shifted, and if you have been fortunate enough to be able to take that work home, you might have recognized that life happens under the same roof that work is now happening. And that can look really different. And so for me, I genuinely don't care when the work gets done. And I want to honor that everyone has different flow states and different seasons of their lives. I just need to be kept in the loop about that work and be able to trust that it's going to get done and it's going to get done on time and up to the standards. When that happens, I don't care. I used to be someone that like shut my laptop down at five o'clock. I was totally present all in on the family. Lately, I've been finding myself having to crack it back open when the kids are in bed so that I can get some focus time to myself. And I'm realizing like, hey, if this is true for me, this is probably true for a lot of people. And it wouldn't be fair for me to say, you need to be on 9 to 5. And I'm not personally on 9 to 5. I'm on from 9 to 9.30 and then from 10 to noon. And you know, it's just different. So 
when you are looking at workplace culture, I would say that so much of workplace culture starts at the top and filters down. And so what's true for you is probably true for your team. And so how can you invite them to feel the autonomy to establish when is this work going to get done and when can I do it the best that I can and how can I stay true to my role and deadlines but how can I invite in something that might look a little non-traditional and I think that's a really great question and if you're finding yourself leaning into non-traditional work practices chances are your team might want to be doing the same thing Gold diggers, we all know the B2B landscape can be a bit complex. From lengthy buying cycles to complicated decision-making processes, reaching your target audience can be tough. But I found a solution tailored just for you. LinkedIn ads. A whopping 79% of B2B content marketers say LinkedIn produces the best results for paid media. That's because with LinkedIn ads, you're not just casting a wide net and hoping for the best. You're strategically building relationships and driving real results. We're talking about a platform with over a billion members, including 180 million senior level executives and 10 million C-level executives. You are networking with the actual decision makers. And LinkedIn's targeting and measurement tools are specifically designed for B2B marketers, meaning you're not wasting time or money on irrelevant leads. In fact, in the tech industry, LinkedIn ads have been shown to generate two to five times higher return on ad spend compared to other social media platforms. Using LinkedIn ads allows you to stay ahead of the curve when it comes to industry trends and developments, whether it's finding the perfect partner for a collaboration or uncovering new opportunities for growth, LinkedIn can be your secret weapon. Make B2B marketing everything it can be and get a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash goal to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash goal. Terms and conditions apply. On top of my many titles as mom, entrepreneur, and creative, I've also added host. Drew and I host on Airbnb on our favorite island in Hawaii. We started hosting as a way to make some extra income, and we've had such an easy breezy experience. Now we host year after year, and it's been a fantastic side hustle. Not to brag, but we've also been crowned Airbnb Superhost several times, so we are really killing the game. It's about having spaces we can enjoy as a family while creating memorable experiences for our guests, and it helps that we earn a little extra cash on the side. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Yeah, that's interesting that you point that out. Like, why wouldn't an employee's life, why wouldn't it mirror the life of their boss? You know, if we all have families, we all have lives, we all have days where we just need to like get our life admin done or an hour to catch up so we can focus on our work. It's really interesting when, you know, the boss is a little bit more freeform with their schedule. But if that employee is not butt in seat at 9 a.m., like what, the world's going to fall apart? Yes. No. And it's, you know, it's super interesting because a few of our team members will like literally tell me like, hey, I'm stepping out for an hour or I have a doctor's appointment. And like, I so appreciate that. And that kind of communication works really well for them. But most of the time I'm like, I would have had no idea that you were doing that. So that's okay. (laughs) Like, don't, you know, like if you need to go to the doctor, run to the DMV, like by all means, please do that. But I also think too, something that's really important to note is that as my life has evolved and as a lot of our team has been with me for seven, five, three years, I mean, most of our team has been with us for multiple years. I think the whole team really, 
is that my life has evolved. Well, guess what? Our team's lives are evolving too. You know, we have new mothers. We have people who are pregnant. We have people who are experiencing different stages of relationships or moves or whatever. And if I'm not granting the same amount of grace and flexibility to my team that I'm giving myself, man, what a hypocrite I would be. And, you know, there are things where it's like, yes, we need certain work to get done at certain times. But unless there's a problem, then let's just keep doing what we're doing. And that's been beautiful. And I think too, you know, you and I have had conversations about this where like my dream circumstance right now at this season of life and for the foreseeable future is that I work part time. And if we can create systems and strategies that allow more of our team members to work a bit more part time while still getting our work done, gosh, let's do it. We can have more life. And that to me is like, if our team members are happy in their life, they're going to be happy in their work. And I just really see the value there. I can't go on for days about like strict workday structure schedules, like people who are demanding in-person work now that the world (laughs) seems like I will cap it. But let me just say as someone who has seen both sides of the coin, the other side of the coin where flexibility isn't permitted, it just breeds resentment. And do you Mm -hmm. want a resentful employee? Because let me tell you, I didn't stay in that job very long. Yeah, it's interesting too, because I do have a lot of friends who work in traditional work settings. And, you know, they'll ask me like, well, how can I shift this? Or like one of my best friends just got a new job. She'd worked with one company for almost a decade and just switched. And she's like, gosh, this new job has like literally meetings for everything. And I can't even get my work done. So I'm bringing my actual work home because it's the only time I can focus. And it really does show how workplace culture can either encourage balance or integration or can discourage it, which leads to burnout most times. And I have another friend who was just in the hiring process for a new position. And I kept asking him like, what is the company culture there? Because I just, they can say that they promote balance, but like, look at the people's lives that are interviewing you. Does it seem like they have balance? Like, do you believe it? Because I also think a lot of companies tout these benefits, but they don't actually give the employees the ability to leverage them or use them, or those benefits don't actually add value to the employees' lives. And so, you know, I think it's just a conversation that needs to be had on a global perspective of like, what does this look like, especially as we navigate into figuring out a new normal and how can the leaders of organizations, whether you have one virtual assistant, a team of 10 or 300, how are the leaders living out those values, but not just for themselves? It's not just reserved for the leader. It's reserved for the team that is helping them build what they're building. Mm, absolutely. I think I saw someone sum it up so beautifully. Like, we don't want free sandwiches in the break room. We want summer Fridays. Like, yes. we want extra time, not a roast beef sandwich. Yes. All right. So let's wrap it up here because you've been doing this whole boss thing for quite a while now. You have 10 of us, give or take, contractors, employees. We're handling big boss employee stuff like someone's out on maternity leave right now. And I think that's the first time Mm -hmm. you've had to deal with that. We've had team members transition into new phases of their lives. And you still have to ensure everyone gets paid no matter what's happening in the world or with the business. So how are you feeling about this whole boss life thing? 
Yeah, it's fascinating because a lot of times I am like, whoa, how did I get here? (laughs) But also, whoa, I can't imagine doing this without help in a village. And, you know, I hate the term like self-made because I think anyone that uses it is really negating the fact that we humans are meant to do life together. And that if you are doing big things in the world, you need support and you need people that help spread that mission and that vision. You know, there are a lot of conversations that are new, like, you know, what is our maternity leave policy and how do we navigate that? And what does that look like? And I think that I have to consistently ask myself, okay, what would I want? And how can I make sure that my team gets that same level of freedom or flexibility or leave time? And, you know, how do I honor that, you know, people might approach things differently than I do. And so it is fascinating. And I don't have a handbook. Maybe there is one out there, but I don't necessarily know that I want to read it because my intuition has led me this far. And I think, you know, it's been beautiful and a journey filled with learning. But I think there is a lot of responsibility that can be tricky. And so figuring out how do we pay the team first? And what does that look like? And how do we live that out so that the team has that security that is required to live a good life, a life where you're not constantly worried? And so being really open with the team about what that looks like and how we're executing that and how their efforts are contributing to the security of every single person first and then to padding pocket second, it has been just like a blessing and helps people really buy into what we're doing and the work that we're doing. And then just creating a safe space to have conversations about things like navigating into new seasons of life or you know, I'm having a baby and I don't know if I want to come back full time or I don't know what that will look like or I don't know how motherhood will feel and how are we going to navigate that together and just providing the same amount of security that I would have wanted while also just creating the lines of communication necessary to navigate those new things together. You know, it's something that we're learning together and it's something that we get to choose together. And I think that that's beautiful. It's absolutely tricky and it's something I never imagined. But I'm learning a lot about myself and how to be a better leader through the process and hopefully inviting the team to feel safe enough to show up the best way that they can as well. What haven't we tackled about hiring today that you want to make sure we squeeze in here? You need help. (laughs) Everybody needs help. You know, I was actually just telling my sister the other day, we discovered that Instacart does in fact exist in Duluth, Minnesota. Oh, welcome. I know. And I honestly, I had only ever used it when we were traveling. And I was like, man, this is life-changing. And one thing I love about Instacart is that it tells you how many hours you've saved. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, oh, this is like dopamine hit central telling me I just saved myself two hours. But I I recently was telling my sister, I'm like, you know, it's really fascinating and amazing that things like Instacart and Uber and meal delivery services exist because a lot of us would never hire a personal driver or a personal shopper, but now we have the means to do it when we need it. And help can come in so many different forms, but there are likely areas in your life where you are feeling guilt or shame that you're dropping balls or that you're not able to do the things that you envisioned for yourself, whether that's in life or in work. And so it would be really great for our listeners to do a little audit of where they might be valuing time and needing time more than they need money right now. 
and figuring out ways to simplify or invest in claiming back their time and in turn claiming back their life. And it can look different for every single person. And it can be something that you can implement as you are able to or have it be a goal that you're working towards. But the simple fact is, is that we're not meant to go through life alone. And so building a team around you, whatever that may look like, is a way to really enrich your life in so many different facets. And I just invite you to step into that place of flexing your I need help muscle a little bit more and seeing what benefits it can provide you. My gosh, the Instacart monthly membership is the best $10, like not sponsored, but I'm just, I'm so glad you have that now. (laughs) Truly the other day I was like, oh my gosh, babe, we were leaving church and I was like, we do not have to do the frantic dash around the grocery store as the kids are melting down. I will have groceries delivered and time for lunch. And it is literally life-changing. True. Yeah. Yeah. So sometimes hiring can look like that. I like it. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, that was an amazing episode. Thank you, Kylie, for just being an exceptional team member. I love doing life with you on top of doing work with you. And I'm just so grateful that I get to build what we are building as a unit and not just as a person. So I'm so thankful for you. Thank you for creating an environment that not only lets me be really good at this job, but also really good at the things I'm passionate about. And that that is the ideal situation for me. I love it. All right, gold diggers. Until next time. Keep on digging digging your your biggest biggest goals. goals. Okay. So maybe we'll let out. (laughs) You go, you go. No, you. Okay. Keep on digging your biggest goals. I love it. I'm over here giving you a virtual high five because you just finished another episode of the Gold Digger podcast. Did that go by way too fast for anyone else? If you want more, head over to golddiggerpodcast.com for show notes and all the discount codes from today's sponsors. And if you're looking for a new crew of movers and shakers like you to bounce ideas and ask questions, be sure to join my exclusive community for gold diggers on Facebook. The link's waiting for you at golddiggerpodcast.com. Hey, Gold Diggers. Lately, I've been getting excited to finish furnishing our new home, which is why I want to tell you about a brand that we absolutely love, which is Article. I have been a fan and a customer of Article for years. I'm always blown away by the curated assortment of furniture styles they offer. They have mid-century modern, coastal, industrial, Scandinavian, and even boho designs. There is something for everyone, no matter your taste. In our last house, we had their sofa and leather chairs. At our lake house, we have their dining table and chairs. We also just ordered some of their outdoor furniture for our new patio. Like, if you can't tell, we are obsessed with Article. The quality and style are top-notch. Article's online-only model means that they can offer some great prices with fast and hassle-free delivery. Pick the delivery time that works for you, and they keep you updated every step of the way. Article's customer care team is also amazing. They're knowledgeable, friendly, and always there when you need them. If you're like me and you're itching to give your home a makeover, I highly recommend checking out Article. They believe in delightful design for every home. And thanks to their commitment to style, quality, and affordability, it's never been easier to transform your space. Article is offering our listeners $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. To claim, visit article.com slash gold digger and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com slash gold digger for $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more.